welcome to the Travel Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Blanco. I interview successful industry professionals and share my personal journey to becoming a travel agent. The show is for aspiring travel agents and travel professionals at every level. My mission is to uncover the universal keys to thrive in this business. Join me as I take a closer look into the life of a travel agent. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Travel Agent Podcast. Today, we are going to change it up a bit, and we have a different kind of guest that I am super excited to interview because, I mean, she's doing some amazing things, but I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself before we get started. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the Travel Agent Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I haven't done a podcast in a while, so I'm eager to kind of get out and about. Um, My name is Dr. Geraldine Davis. I'm the Chief Inclusion Officer of Inclusion on the Slopes. Um, Just to give you a little background, Inclusion on the Slopes is a research-based consulting business that focuses on guiding individuals as well as organizations to become inclusive authentically. And we do that ideally by being able to create in a sense, a new narrative when it comes to our ability to be on snow and experience snow. Um, And my focus is really to center on inclusion includes you too. So you can enjoy the mountain experience. You can enjoy the slopes. You can enjoy snow. And, you know, I'm really hoping to continue to embed all of these efforts through my consulting, also through my event participation. And then most recently, I'm launching the inclusion expansion, which includes cohorts, as well as courses to help us all become more inclusive. Because, you know, I think the, the, I think the misconception with inclusion is that it's just basically race-based or, you know, gender, et cetera, sexual orientation, all the above. But how do you think differently with someone who thinks differently? Like, so inclusion and a fundamental component is just allowing us to build better relationships with one another so we can feel equipped and feel capable of being more inclusive. So, you know, I went skiing um, for the first time in 2019. I'm originally from the Midwest. I've always had a dream of skiing. It's always been a joy of mine. Um, I think I was telling you earlier, like, you know, I was talking to my mom about it because, you know, I was taking piano lessons. I was doing gymnastics and I was like, oh, I want to go skiing. And I was like six years old and my mom's like, "Uh, we are not going skiing. I'm like, what do you mean? I can do all these other things. I want to go skiing. Um, So, you know, I held tight to my dream. I got older. I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. So I moved out to Colorado um, in 2016 to work through my doctoral program. And I went skiing for the first time. And I have to be frank, it literally transformed my life. I was at a tipping point because I've been a consultant for going on 10 years And I was contemplating, like, should I make this my next career leap? Like, because I had just wanted to do it so badly. Um, So I went skiing for the first time at Breckenridge. Um, I went spring spring skiing, as they call it, um, because I went in May of 2019. And, you know, they didn't have any beginner slopes. So I'm like, well, I'm going regardless. I just submitted my dissertation. So I'm going regardless of what's going on with life. Um, and it was just unreal. I mean, literally it was transformative and I decided even on that hill that I was going to make this my career. And so I've been actively engaging with consulting work. Um, I did consulting work for Snowsports Industry of America, as well as Outdoor Industry Association, helping them with their series of events and their inclusion framework, and just ultimately attempting to help organizations as well as individuals to once again, become inclusive authentically. 
in their in their own skin. So I'm excited to share some more about the content and, and you know, talk about what it means to get out on the slopes. Yes. So this all came about. So for those of you who obviously don't know, we went to college together. <laughs> And um, I have wanted, I've gone skiing several times and I I love it, but it's been so difficult to get other people to go with me. And as a travel professional, um, that's one of the things I've wanted to do is get groups together. And you could not believe how hard it is to get a group of people together to go skiing because there's all of these misconceptions. And yeah. as I was planning my birthday, um, I was like, I'm going skiing for my birthday. And this beautiful woman popped up on my Aww. LinkedIn page. And I was like, oh, the stars are aligned. Yes, We're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, the cool thing. Like, and, and, and that's the part that I'm really, and, you know, even when I'm doing my videos and showing my own skiing experience, like I tell people, I'm a beginner skier. Let me make sure I make that disclaimer. People think like, oh, Dr. Davis, you... You know, can we get you doing video? Hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm a beginner, but I fell in love with it. And I think that when you're aware of like, you know, the fact that like, for instance, National Brotherhood of Skiers, they've been going on since the late 60s, early 70s. And I'm just like, there are people who look like us that have skied for years. You know, when I when I attended their virtual summit last year, there was a woman who had been, been a ski instructor, keep this in mind, a ski instructor at Crested Butte for 40 years. That's my life, that's my age out there, but like for that length of time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these narratives and these stories need to be brought to life. And I'm telling you, snow, first of all, people think about, okay, well, first of all, it's cold. Number one, if you layer up, you don't really feel it as much as you think you will. Like, when I was skiing, I was actually hot. I actually had to take off clothes because I was sweating. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I got to be warm. I got, and I have all these layers on. Oh, my gosh. I was like, uh, get me out of this. I'm so hot. Because your adrenaline's pumping, you're moving. You know, and even if you don't want to go on the massive hills, you don't have to. You can go, like, on the little hill. And just enjoy the experience. Lie down with your skis on or without, whichever one puts your fancy. But I think it's important just to share that the narrative and having the ski experience and celebrating snow could just be as enjoyable as going to a beach. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I know some people are like, no, how could that be the same? I'm just telling you, like, the majestic feeling of being on that mountain and looking at the terrain and looking at just nature, it's unbelievable real it's indescribable and you know i have to be transparent that's why i decided to make this a career because i'm like we gotta change the story we also have to shed light for those who have been a part of the industry for years and have not received the notoriety that they deserve so i'm hoping that with this conversation and our dialogue that i can entice travel agents to think about a ski resort or a ski trip for their, for their clientele and see the value of this experience. And, you know, there's so many recently, even this morning, I was doing some more research on like just smaller resorts. Cause I know people think like, Oh my gosh, this has to be so expensive. I took me and my brother and my niece to a ski trip. And I think we paid like for two days was like $500. Like it does not have to be astronomical. And that's including if you want to look into lodging, you know, you can find off season opportunities you know, independent ski resorts are actually huge. I was even looking up Ski Granby here in Colorado. Like, you can buy, like, a three-pack ticket 
for like $99. And if you're thinking of getting housing, you know, there's a connection called Mountain Threads where you can go get your your gear. I mean, and gear could be like $30 a day. Like there's just so many options. And those aren't the stories that are being told because everyone puts out this narrative that they're the expert. You have to be an expert. And it's like, hold on, you don't have to be because I'm being, I'm not. <laughs> Let's make that clear. I am not. And I don't necessarily say I want to inspire to be. Like I really do love where I am in my in my ski journey. So, you know, I think it's important to know that this is an opportunity to have a great time. You can stay warm, you know, enjoy the mountain experience or even just the hill in general and just embrace the winter and snow. So that's that's my take on it. Like, I just feel like, um, and, and part of the reason why I really love this conversation is for a couple of reasons. One, like travel changes lives. Like you don't know what you don't know. If you've never tried it and you just kind of deny that experience, um, you're denying yourself like a life-changing experience. Right. But also as a travel professional, as a travel agent, travel advisor, whatever you want to call us, right? if we haven't experienced something and we have a negative connotation to something, then we don't necessarily build those relationships with people who can actually change our minds. And so bringing you on the show is just giving an opportunity that there are many different people and ways that you can build relationships and meet people to be able to provide, you know, your clients with something different because I mean, Mexico is amazing. Okay. I, I want to live there. I want to live out my old days there, but, <laughs> Yeah. You know, you can only go somewhere so many times before you want a different experience. Right. And nature in itself. Oh my God. It's just, I mean, it's unbelievable. To me, I look at like when I was on that mountain, I thought I was in heaven. Like literally that's how unreal it was. And to me, it's like also too, like it enhances your quality life to enrich you to want to go out and do your day-to-day life and engage with your children or whatever the case may be, you know, and it influences you and impacts you in a way where it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm inspired to live. Like, I'm inspired to live life and take in every moment that I have and cherish these moments and cherish the fact that I'm still living and breathing, you know, that I still have breath. You know, so it's just it's something it's something intrinsic that happens when you are experience in anger, just as you mentioned, like it's, it, it truly is like an undeniable experience. And I just, I really hope that others can experience it. But like you said, if they haven't had the experience themselves, they may have a negative connotation to it. They also may look at the, at the snow sports industry and look at it in the snow sports community as not being inclusive. So it's like, okay, am I going to be accepted? Potentially you may not be. But I think that part of it is just that when we are able to show up and be in a space that and normalize being in that space, that's where the magic happens. Um, And you create these doors and you open these doors. Yes. So we were offline. We were talking about um, something as simple as being getting in a hot tub outside in the snow. I feel like everyone in their entire, every single person in the world should be able to experience that. It sounds, it sounds crazy until you do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is the, when you, because it's almost like a culture shock in the sense of like, you're, you're, you're expanding this paradox, right? Like you're in the cold, you're in the winter and you're in snow. It's like, how can I get in a hot tub? When you get into that hot tub and you're still like feeling the little bit of sensation from, oh, 
it is like the it is it, it's hard to describe and put it in words. I find it ineffable. Like that I, that's when you can't really describe it. Like I can't really describe it. You have to experience it. But when you do have it, it's like oh, it's like majestic. It's like a feeling through your body. It's like yeah. Oh my gosh, I and love. I it. remember it's crazy because when we were talking about, it, I just remembered that thought. Like I couldn't tell my parents. Like it, 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 and when and when you think about how all of these things are kind of internalized, when it yeah. happened the first time, I didn't tell my parents because I thought that I was going to get in trouble, and because they they was like, you know, you're going to end up getting pneumonia and having to go to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it, it. There are these cultural things that you know oh are God. sitting with us that we may not necessarily even acknowledge or even know that 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 they're there. Yeah, but it's like the steam is. Little do people know, like steam is actually helpful. It's a detox. So if you get into a hot tub, it's actually going to detox you of any toxins you have in your body. Don't get me started. I can go on and on about it with my massive amount of knowledge. But it's just an opportunity. So, you know, I think that, like you said, there is those stigmas. Like, oh, you should do that. You're going to get pneumonia. And it's like, it's not that type of experience. And if you understand the body and the mechanics, you know, some of those myths can be debunked if you're willing to debunk them. So tell me a little bit more about the work that you actually do with individuals and groups um, creating this, like, inclusive, um, authentic experience. Yeah. Well, so my background is in HR and management. I've been in HR and management for 18 years now. And ideally, my intention is to help people to tap into their strengths and their abilities to be inclusive. Often, in many cases, when you think about DEI or the traditional framework, is that you start with how we are diverse. My intention is to shift that on its head and actually discuss and work through how we are alike first. And use that because we all have strengths. We are capable. We all have abilities. And if we can look at each other with the lens of, okay, this person has has value because I have value, and use that as a platform to engage and connect, therefore, we can recondition ourselves to be inclusive by embedding these various lived experiences inside of our framework. Like So in other words, you know, ideally, the sword inclusion system is a system that I've been working on for, for years, and it combines my lived experience as well as my research. And the intention is to help you to do it in a sense of like creating integral steps for you to take in your day-to-day. Once again, make it applicable. There's a lot of theory and rhetoric out there about how to create inclusivity, but my intention is for you to make it applicable based upon yourself. And if we're looking at organizationally, we actually take our collective strengths and use that as a platform, as a vehicle to create inclusive inclusivity and create an inclusive culture plan to tactically and methodically address that. So we take action, we plan the action, we also reflect on what we're on what we're feeling as we're taking this action and also what we're observing. So it makes it a part of our day-to-day habits versus being something outside of ourselves. So my intention is to make it, it allow individuals to have access to these tools and resources that are embedded in academia and make it accessible to people. I love it. Well, this was awesome. We are definitely going to be doing this again. I think that there are some uh partnership opportunities in the future that I'm yeah. super excited about because listen y'all not going y'all are going to get sick of me talking about <laughs> like like the snow sports and and going to Switzerland and all these other wonderful places about skiing like that's yeah. my new jam <laughs> it's unbelievable it really is it changes you like I, I mean to be the fact that I made this a career it's like I still think about like Gerald what were you thinking <laughs> like 
are you really about to do this for like the next decade? And I am. But it's like, to me, I think about that first experience and how transformative it was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to share this with others. Others have to feel like they have access to this. So, yeah. Well, all of Dr. Davis's uh, information is going to be in the show notes. And if you have any questions, concerns, or uh, I guess questions, um, all of her information will be there. You can definitely reach out. You can reach out to me and I can connect you. Uh, this was such a great interview. Thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. It was a joy. Thank you for having me. I'm always excited to chat it up a little bit. So <laughs> I'm glad to share all, all this knowledge that I, that I possess. So you know, yeah, feel free to email me also to Davis at gmail.com. I would love to connect. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for joining the Travel Agent Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit the travelagentpodcast.com for more information about today's episode and other travel agent resources. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, continue to build a travel business you love.